Hello, my name is Gregory Avery Weir. I'm co-founder of Futureproof Games, and this is the first episode of the playtest of Rosette, our tabletop role-playing system. Rosette is a system designed to be quick, creative, and collaborative, where you're able to explore some concepts and some approaches that aren't supported by more traditional role-playing games, but still giving you the sort of tabletop feel that's common in mainstream games. This is an early playtest. In fact, the rules have already been revised since we recorded it. So things like the way quirks work, the way that consequences of conflict are negotiated, those things have already changed in the existing rules. Additionally, we hadn't picked a final name for the game yet, so you'll hear throughout it referred to by its working title, Lore. So if you hear a lore roll or anything like that, replace that with a rosette roll in your head. Rosette is a fully featured role-playing game with character creation rules and everything to support custom campaigns, but for the sake of this playtest, we ran a pre-generated adventure using pre-generated characters because the primary focus was just testing the core mechanics and whether the, the system worked well in its existing form. This is a live role-playing session with live players, and so you'll hear occasional profanity and uh, periodic rustling of snack bags and things like that. We'll be releasing this playtest recording in several parts, and you should expect more playtest recordings to come as we narrow down the rules, iron out all the bugs, and experiment with testing different parts of the system. For more about Rosette and our other games, including the free GMless no prep one-page RPG awaiting the end, you can go to futureproofgames.com. Enjoy the playtest. We're going to be running through one of the adventures that's included with the core book. Uh, this is called Oracle. If you want to read, the page seventy-seven has the it has the player intro. All every page after that is is non-player knowledge. So just checking out if you want to read along. Um, I'm going to read the box text, and then I'm going to box text. intro. So here goes. The fleet surrounds the city of Oracle in a blockade. Citizens walk the streets, their eyes dripping blood, and no one seems to notice. Oracle is suffering from a plague that's spreading out of control, and the governor has fallen ill. It has been 25 days since the first recorded case, and victims are starting to die. A group of outsiders have smuggled themselves past the quarantine into the city. Each of them wants to find the source of the plague. Each of them has a different reason. Each of them will be judged by the eyes of the king. So, I'll, I'll give a brief setting introduction, and then we'll decide people could pick characters. Lissa has read the adventure before. So, Which is why I'm not reading along. Yeah. It was like two weeks ago I edited it. Uh, so you... Uh, <laughs> but I also don't remember a whole lot of it. Yeah. So, so they'll be, they'll be the, the secret GM ally that, that kind of helps goad things along, I think. Mm-hmm. This is in a vague historical era. There are no computers. There probably aren't airplanes. The existence of the supernatural is rumored, but no one has proof of it. This region of the world is ruled by the capital, and the capital uses the fleet to enforce its authority. There's also the Special Corps, which is a group of agents that are given special authority by the capital to investigate and solve its problems. Um, they're sort of the CIA, an internal CIA, or the Gestapo. Is the fleet solely a, sea, a sea-based fleet, or is, does it have land elements? It has land elements. Think of it as a Navy plus Marines. Okay. Um, 
and you are each someone who's gotten past the quarantine in a small boat, and so you're going to be docking in the city of Oracle. So there are six characters. Um, I'm going to read them out loud for the recording. Each of them has a different goal and a different reason for being here, and you might find that they will come into conflict. It's fine if you're acting against each other. Uh, at least at first, you'll have a common purpose. And as you learn more and as you get closer to the end, those goals might diverge, and that's fine. Um, you also will... I think each of you has at least one subtle secret that you can feel free to share or keep quiet as you want. I'm expecting that most of them will come out over the course of the game. All right, so the, the options are Matthews. Lieutenant Matthews is, um, is a fleet officer. She is uh, sent for the capital uh, on a mission to, to, end, the, to end the sickness or, or find something to, to, uh, to take care of it because it's interfering with the fleet's occupation of Oracle. Oracle is a, was not originally under the capital, but has been ruled for quite a, few, quite a long time peaceably. Mark is a mysterious man who hides his background with smooth talk. Nobody knows much about Mark at the beginning. Dr. Luke is a specialist in unusual diseases. Uh, he's kind of known in certain circles for, for writing on, on diseases, and he's looking to make a name for himself for uh, finding out what this plague is about. Uh, John is a young woman who's sort of an adventuring person. She's looking into the rumors of something behind the plague and trying to gain access to whatever that power is. Thomas is a government bureaucrat who has some strange reason to be looking for the plague and that he doesn't seem to want to talk about. And uh, Mary woke up in a hospital in the capital with a week of her memory missing. And the doctors told her that she they thought she had the plague, but she didn't. And she's coming to find out the truth. So, does anyone have a character they want to play? We'll discuss a bit the character options and we'll probably cut this bit from it and then we'll return with who's playing what. <laughs> Forget how this is gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you? Um, Lieutenant Matthews. Oh, you did pick the Lieutenant Matthews. I did. Okay, cool. She's Thank got, you. She got some quirks. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I bet she does. I like this character. I inadvertently picked a character I could play. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the I guess I can say this. One, one of his quirks is accepting, and so I tend to take unusual circumstances that I see. Okay, that's a thing. Moving on. <laughs> so, which is how I tend to be. Like, well, no, that just happened. The right. area that we're living in again, it's kind of like the industrial area. Is there like vehicles and stuff? Um, or... Yeah. Should there? So, <laughs> so here's like, here's some setting questions. Yeah. Should there be automobiles? Maybe a combination. They still have horse and buggies, but the horseless carriages are still coming popular. I'm thinking of, um, you know, around the turn of the century is what I'm thinking in my mind when you described it, but with magic in there. Okay. Does, so does no horse thing kind of. Yeah, Ooh. type of thing. Is there radio? Yeah, there was back How then. do you coordinate a fleet without... Well, no, it's, the British have done it. Haven't they? Flags. Semaphores, heliod, mm-hmm. grams. Okay, so I guess, I guess a question for the for the creator of the game. Has it been known for Marines to call in support from the sea? Can you call in support, support from the sea? <laughs> Can they? Because if yes, there may be radio. If not... It's Morse up to you. Code. There is always Morse code. I mean, that's been around forever. Yeah, but I Morse mean, code uses a radio. You can, you can signal with a. If there's not radio, you could still signal with a lamp or a mirror. You could, you could yeah. use flags. You could use pa- carrier pigeons. 
Radio just lets you do it faster. <laughs> Let's say no radio. Just make it a little bit more uh, stressful. Yeah. Okay. But with radio or without? I mean, without. without radio. Okay. It's a little bit more stressful because the reaction time is not as quick. Where's my flag? Where did I leave the flag? I got a mirror. Why is it a cloudy day? I can't use my signal mirror. I got, I'll build a fire. You light a fire even if it's that bad. No, I got animal handling. It's going to be pigeon. <laughs> Alright, are we all set yes. to, to introduce ourselves? Mm-hmm. Alright, let's go around starting with Melissa. Alright. I'm Melissa Avery Weir, and I am playing uh, Lieutenant Janice Matthews. Um, I am in a dark blue fleet uniform with the collar not quite perfect. So a little disheveled, a little open, just kind of like I'm kind of a little bit off duty all the time. But other than that, always in the uniform. My name is Stephanie Pewitt. I'm playing Mary Mansfield. I am a pretty young woman, probably nice looking, around 22. I wear just really comfortable clothes, a practical white dress and really comfortable shoes. Nothing really fancy. My name is John Foster, and I'm playing Dr. Tobias Luke. And he is a... Middle-aged man, very thin, and he uh, dresses very. Um, he's very clean when he dresses. So extra starch in the clothes, and um, he likes his white, white, shiny white. <laughs> but there's a place for everything, and everything gets a place for him. Tony Lonefight, and I'm playing Mark Evans, and he is a sort of a. Finnish man. He seems like he is uh, kind of quick on his feet. He's very animated. Uh, he wears very comfortable clothes, except for he's wearing a vest that has like military piping on it. It looks like somebody was trying to create a military-style vest, but it obviously is not in fact military. So he seems a little out of step with his clothes. He's always wearing a hat. I'm not entirely sure what the error is, so it's a very kind of uh, high hat, probably too high for his head. Um, and Like a Lincoln hat? Well, not quite a Lincoln hat, but in that area. We'll, we'll make a high hat of some kind for him. And he is probably always um, sucking on some kind of hard candy when you talk to him. But he seems very affable, and people like talking to him. All right. My name is Jason Cloninger. I'm playing a character named Thomas Poor. He is very, wearing a very worn-out-looking suit that is missing the tie to it. It's like he's definitely been his, seen his better days, but so is he because he looks a bit world-weary when he's walking around. And it just seems like if he can just find one good bar to settle down in, he'll be a happy person. <laughs> All right. So I'll take you on a brief tour of your character sheet and then go over kind of the, the core mechanics. So you'll see in your, in your upper left there, you've got your attributes, and there are three of them, mind, body, and charm. Mind is for everything, mental thinking, um, remembering, uh, anything that, that would be related to book learning or cleverness or street smarts. Body is your physical prowess, um, how fast you are, how strong you are, how sturdy you are. Uh, charm is your social abilities, so how, how good you are at talking to people, how good you are at reading people's emotions, and how, how socially strong you are. 
you've got a set of traits. Uh, the one at the top is your superlative trait, and that's something that's especially unique about you. Everyone only gets one, and it's you can kind of think of it as your is your your greatest strength, um, and it's it's probably got something especially um, useful uh, in this situation. Then you've got three positive traits that are minor benefits. I'll note that Mary uh, has a trait called Robust, which gives her an extra condition level. So if you want to look at your the character sheet that I've given you that has conditions on it, see this gray box there? Mm -hmm. You want to draw that in, because you've actually got an extra condition level that you can use to, uh, to resist stress. Um, and then you've got uh, two negative traits at the bottom that are ways in which you're not as good um, as most people. Those three defenses there at the bottom left are how you're resisting attacks. So your vigor is how good your reflexes are, how good you are at, at withstanding physical threats, uh, how, how healthy you are in, in response to, to danger. Um, your wits is how good you are at thinking and responding to trickery and uh, figuring out stuff that, that you need to figure out in, in, the, in the moment. And nerve is your emotional resistance, your ability to avoid being scared, your ability to avoid being coerced, things like that. You've got a bunch of skills here, and some of the skills are indented. Those are just because those are specific cases of the, the one above them. Other than the fact that they sort of apply to the same general area, there's nothing special about uh, the indented ones or the non-indented ones. Um, some of them are just more specialized. You don't have any scores on any of them. You either have a skill or you don't. And I'll go over and how they apply to, to roles in just a sec. You've also got five quirks. And these quirks are just little things about your character that don't provide a direct mechanical benefit. But when they come into play, each quirk can be used once per session. In a situation where the quirk would apply, you can use it to re-roll your dice. So if you roll a roll and you don't like the result, and your quirk somehow applies to the situation, um, you can re-roll and take the better result. But you can only use each quirk once a session. The quirk could be a situation where it would be useful, or it could be a situation in which it's disadvantageous, but because this is part of your personality, you're kind of used to getting in these situations, and so you might have, have better luck with it, but you're, it's kind of an opportunity for you to express your, your character's personality uh, and use that to your advantage. Um, and then you've each got a list of a few different things that, that you're carrying. Um, you can assume that you've got pocket change, and, and if, if an outfit isn't listed there or in your quirks, you can assume that you're wearing clothes and stuff like that. Yeah? Okay, so it says doctor's bag. Mm -hmm. In a doctor's bag, there are things. Yep. These things are not listed here. Nope. You got the it, general. You got all magical doctor's bag. You've got the supplies that you would need to do what you're here to do. Okay. Or or whatever you can carry with you. Okay. Um, no portable. So right? yeah, it is. It is about this <laughs> big. It's about the size of a bread box. So you will carry the magical doctor's tool of a bowling ball then. <laughs> bowling ball. <laughs> Single bowling ball. Nothing yeah. else. Bowling ball. <laughs> Solves all problems. I, I, I forgot. Permanently. No, the medical encyclopedia does that just fine. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to bring the Anastasia. The Anastasia. So, <laughs> so when you're making challenges, 
Anytime that, that a, a roll is called for, um, you're going to make what is currently called a lore roll, and it will presumably be called something different when the game is called something different. Um, <laughs> you're going to take your 2d6, roll them, and add a modifier. And if they come up doubles like it just did, like two threes, two fours, two fives, then that explodes. So you take the number that's showing on the double, so in this case it's two threes, so that's six. And you roll again and add your new result to it, so seven. So six and seven is thirteen. If you get doubles again, you keep rolling. Um, if you get two ones on the first roll, that's in, an interesting failure. You <laughs> you are going to beyond creator. <laughs> yep, you are going to pick what is interesting about your failure. So you are going to decide what went wrong. Um, it could be that you were especially incompetent. It could be that something random happened to prevent it. But in some way, there's something interesting that happened that that contributed to your failure, and you get to pick that. I like that. The modifiers you can add to that role are whatever attribute is appropriate. So every role is either a mind, body, or a charm role. You're going to add that to, to your dice result. You're going to add plus one for every skill you have that applies. So if, you're, if you've got criminal arts and lock picking and you're trying to pick a lock, you'd add plus two criminal arts lock picking. Um, if you if you have it if it's a, a lock on a surveillance shed and you have the surveillance skill you can add that into. Generally speaking, if you think a skill will apply, go ahead and add it in. If you're not sure whether it'll apply, just go ahead and add it in. It's fine. You don't have to check. They're very. If you're really not sure, you can ask me. But you know, if you've got a skill in poisons and you're rolling to see if something is poisonous, poisons is going to apply whether or not it actually is. So it's always a plus two. Uh, plus one per skill. One plus one per skill. Yeah. So if you've got four skills that apply, that's a plus four from that. Um, and then your traits might apply. I might give you modifiers based on the situation, stuff like that. And then if you run into a situation where your quirk applies, that you can, if you have a roll result you dislike, you can reroll by using the quirk, and that will use up the quirk for the session. And which that, that includes interesting failures, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Even if you get it, even if you get an interesting failure, you can still use a quirk. Sometimes it's just fun to take the the, the weird failure. Though. Absolutely agree. <laughs> and and every roll is going to have a target number or a TN. If you exceed the target number by ten, you get an interesting success, and you get to describe what's what's exceptional about it. So yeah, those are the basics. Uh, we'll go over conflict when that comes up. Any questions? All right. Yeah. I'm sure there will be. There will be questions <laughs> soon. <laughs> okay. As a general sort of philosophical statement about lore, uh, lore is designed to be lightweight and fast-moving. Um, it's designed to be focused to let you tell interesting stories in a wide range of experiences. So don't feel like a situation that in a normal RPG would need to be resolved with combat has to be resolved with combat. You, If you get into a situation where you're in danger... Even if you don't have physical skills, you can still, if you've got anything that would apply, you can try and convince people to, to, to act differently. You can come up with a clever idea that might help. Um, so it's designed to let you be just as effective in every area. Whatever your specialization is, you can be effective in it. The other thing is that lore is a consent-based game. So your character, you get to decide what, your char- what happens to your character. So there are going to be situations that inflict stress on your character. You get to decide what that means. So if, if someone insults you and, and succeeds on that, on that check, 
you get to decide whether it means that you're hurt by it. You get to decide whether it means that you're angry, and that's why, why you took stress. Um, you get to pick kind of how to express the situations that are going on in your character. So the roles will determine what sort of drama happens, whether or not you take stress and it's bad for you, or you don't take stress and you, you maintain your composure. But you get to pick the direction your, your character takes. So I think we can start. Any questions before we begin? So we're going to basically be alternating scenes here. We're going to be doing some exposition scenes and some conflict scenes over the course of this. Right now, you've spent some time on a supply ship. The, the city of Oracle is quarantined, and periodically the fleet sends food in on, on supply ships that, uh, that they use to, to make sure the city's running and kind of exert the influence of, of the capital onto Oracle, even though they're not actually sending any people in except anyone they might have sent in from your group. You've spent a decent amount of time on the ship together, but you haven't chatted much. It's not really clear until you all get off on the docks that the six of you or the five of you are here to stay. So the the supply ship pulls up to the docks and it's pulling up at the end of a really long pier. Um, it anchors and the workers that are that are on the ship, the, the sailors all can unload a bunch of crates and then they kind of look at you like one of them said, are you, are you sure that you all want to stay? It's There's a plague in the city. I, c- I completely understand, so thank you. Plague? Well, that's going to be interesting to deal with then. Can we get some more supplies out here for us then? <laughs> uh, we'll be coming back tomorrow. Oh. Uh, with more supplies. I just, I just need, could you help me? I just, I just need to fill this real quick. If you could, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll just. I'll be right back. I'll go back into the ship. Oh, okay, we're, we're going to be leaving in two minutes. I'll be thirty seconds. Um, and there are workers at the end at the uh, at the start of the dock that look like more normal dock workers, not sailors, and they look like they're waiting and getting impatient. And the sailor is looking at them, and you can see fear in his eyes. Oh, the plague. What's he so scared of? He says, have you seen what that plague does to people? You will need to bring masks next time. And um, leather, leathers, full body, please. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Are you, who's sending them? Hmm? Who's, who's sending um, them? If you would please make a requisition with um, hospital in front. That would be excellent. Alright, sure. Thank you. Uh, He (laughs) kind of writes it down and you can tell that he's having a little trouble spelling it and then finally just kind of draws a line for the rest of the word. (laughs) You're not exactly sure that he's going to properly put the word. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but... I'll hustle back out. Alright. As soon as she steps off the the ship, Mm -hmm. uh, he unties the boat and the boat starts pulling away, and you see the, the dock workers walking down the pier towards you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's the last boat out of here. Uh, yes, indeed. I hope y'all uh, know what you're getting into. I'll be quite fine, I assure you. I would like to ask the dock workers where is the, or was the nearest hospital. All right. Um, they walk up, and as they're approaching, you can see that one of them his eyes are really red, you can see from a distance, and as he get clo- gets close, you can see that there's blood 
pooling at the bottom of his eyes, most, like he's crying blood. Most excellent. <laughs> go into the doctor's bag, take out a, take out like a disposed medical mask. Sir, I will require a sample. A uh, sample? A, a doc, how do you even know it's transmittable by whatever that thing on your face is? Oh, yeah, Would you like to take a chance that it isn't? Well, we're all here to take a chance, you know. I'm not here to take he a just put on uh, a mask. What the white cloth mask that goes over and ties behind your ears? Fascinating. <laughs> he, he says a sample of what, and he blinks, and a drop of blood rolls down his cheek. Um. Well, I'll, now I'll need two: one from your eye, and then uh, and then one from of blood. Please. Surely there's a medical way to do Why that. Just randomly grabbing someone and sucking blood out of like a mosquito. Well, now no, I think you've ruined his sample. This is part of the okay. test. This is part of the test. What? Group. He's just looking at his hand. As if he doesn't see anything. Seems to have your work cut out for you, Doctor. He's obviously delirious. Indeed. Hmm. Yes, sir. Please. Uh, no. I. Why do you want my blood? Hmm? Oh, it's the, you. Man. You are you are part of um, a study now. It's informal, and I will never speak with you again. I promise. However, I will need a. Um, <laughs> however, I will need uh, some measure by which to, ga- to by which to gauge my findings. Uh, uh, I'm sure one of your fines for a troubled gentleman. Give me some sort of charm-based role uh-huh. in that's this situation. Seven. Seven a winner. Seven flat? I have a plus zero. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you doing something medical, maybe? I am. Um, specifically, I'm attempting to research patholo- the pathology of the disease. Right. So do you have any skills that would apply to that role? Medicine and pathology. Okay, so that's a nine? Yes. Just in a much better. <laughs> All right. Um, he he kind of <coughs> seems seems pretty uh, uncomfortable about the situation. He says, as long as you're not going to take much, but you're not getting near my eyes, that's weird. No, of course not. And he blinks again, and another drop of blood goes down the other cheek, and he's now got twin trails of blood running down his cheeks. You know, we, we are an awful particular place of testing stuff like that. It'd be a shame to go around dabbing people with needles all over the place. Oh, this, the, oh, this is only the control group. When we get to the hospital, I will be able to uh, be able. Uh, when I get to the hospital, I'll be able to, to research better. So, Doctor, have you um, worked with the plague much? Hmm? Oh, not as of yet. I hope to change that. Excuse me, uh, other Doc Walter. How <laughs> long is his, has their eyes been doing that? He's, uh picks up a crate and starts carrying it back on his back. He says, uh, not long, just today. It's happening to a bunch of folks. Gets worse. Does it hurt? Fascinating. Not as far as we can tell. Don't bother talking to them about it. They don't understand. Oh, okay. Right. Walks off. One of the other doctor workers says, "You're asking about a hospital." Yes. You'll be going to Low Glass then. Sure, sounds great. All right. Well, it's a heck of a walk, but uh, I don't, none of the none of the cars are renting, especially not to outsiders. So, um, was I, did I awaken in a hospital here on the island? Or no, was you awoke in a hospital in the capital. Okay. Um, this guy who, I mean, we have a sample here of somebody who's sick and somebody who's not sick. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference that I can see about why one is sick and one is not? Because clearly there's no 
he didn't seem to be upset that he's standing next to somebody who has a plague. If, if I was standing next to somebody with a plague, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Give me a mind-based check. You're, are you looking to are you looking to see like are you looking for clues? You're trying to figure out why he's not afraid. Both. I'm looking to see what's the difference. Like if somebody had like chicken pox and somebody didn't, mm-hmm. um, obviously they're from someone. He feels weak or whatever. Um, but if somebody has like iron lung, mm-hmm. they might have clues that they are breathing in black smoke, and the other ones are not. I mean, there is there a cause? All right, give me a charm challenge. Charm. Uh, I any skills that you think are relevant? I have. I'm very empathy guy. Sounds good. And I <laughs> can notice small things. Okay. So each one of those is just a plus. Sure. So I just roll yeah. these two. Yeah. Each skill you've got is a plus one, and then your traits might also bonus. Oh crap! So I'm noticing details. I'm sorry. I'm just going over this because I've never done before. No. And uh, fast talking. You're gonna you're gonna kind of talk them up and chat them up and be like, oh hey, yeah, so because I'm watching six. No, no, don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's plus two. And so I roll these. What do I do? Uh, roll them and add your your modifiers. Um, so one plus one for each skill you have that applies, and then uh, add in your charm. And then if you've got a trait that's specific to it, you can include that. So that is three, four, five. So I got two sixes, two threes. All right, so start with your six. Because you've got doubles, you get to roll again and add the new result. All right, so I have 12 now, right? Sure. That works. Okay. 12 plus 7 is 22, right? 12 plus 7 Where the 12 is 12. Wait a minute. Stop it. Total number 12. 7 is 19. I don't know, math. 19. So you look them over. Only three off. We need sophomore plus by So when you when you look when you look at them, you don't. The guy with the that's bleeding blood from his eyes looks otherwise normal. Mm-hmm. Like he is he is working. You see him as soon as he's done. Uh, as soon as the doc is done taking his blood, um, he kind of holds it and checks the bandage, and then he goes over and picks up a crate and starts heading back to the back to the doc. He seems really well. He's not coughing. He's not showing any sick symptoms except for the fact that his eyes are bleeding. Right. I mean, you can actually see as you're looking as he's looking at you and you're talking to him. You can see that the blood's kind of seeping from the top of his eyes, and his his the whites of his eyes look pink, and then it's dripping down and pooling, and then dripping down his cheeks. So it doesn't look. You don't see notice anything that you'd normally be like, oh, this is a way that I can get sick from him, um, other than the fact that he's bleeding, which maybe you know. The other guy seems resigned. It seems like he's seen this a lot. He doesn't know how it spread, and he doesn't know why he doesn't have it. Right. And there's... You'd guess that, by the way, he's sort of very fatalistic about it, that this at least appears to be totally random to them. Like, it seems like the people of the city have been dealing with this for a month and have probably been trying to figure out what's going on, but don't know why not. Why some people get it and some people don't. How do they get worse? The other dock worker, the one that's not sick. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it. Mm. Sometimes they start talking. After they start talking, their faces go all weird. Weird. Fascinating. Uh, I really don't want to talk about it. Someone needs to talk come, about it. Come on, son. I understand this is difficult for you, but Look, we're their, here their to faces help. go weird. Over right, the skin gets weird. You'll see it soon enough. 
Well, like, well the, are they still walking at this point? Are they still around in town? Yeah, yeah, you'll see them walking around. Let's go on into town, but we do need to try to blend in and not look like tourists. Can y'all take those things off your face? Oh, as soon as I'm far enough away from the subject. We're, we're mm-hmm. going into a town. I don't think we're ever going to get away from these subjects. We're, we're town. on a quarantine town. I think we really should blend in. So would you I'd mind? like to not blend into the point where I catch a disease. <laughs> well, no, but no. I don't want to be... No. If you would like to catch town. a blood-borne disease, then by all means, you go ahead and walk in that town without protection. I honestly think I have an immunity to it. You can think whenever you wish. It's not my job to decide that. Honestly. Honestly. May I take a sample? Uh-huh. Uh, people only have so much blood. What are you, a giant mosquito? Where are you putting it all? Half a bag. Different like, needle. Declare yeah. that right now. Okay. We're going to call that your bloody bag. <laughs> That's you guys. Can I get a band aid? Of course. Thank you. And a cookie? <laughs> And some orange juice? She didn't give blood. Yeah, I'm assuming you're taking little vials of blood. You've got yeah. two of them now, or did you take one from one of the... Did you I haven't taken one from the healthy one yet. I took one, uh, took one from the one... one Presumed healthy. Yes. When you go to the hospital, would it be okay if I helped you in your research and at least on the uh, administrative part of it and documentation? I do not see a problem with that. No, seriously, I think we should take a taxi. And you said they're not they picking say, up normals. They say they don't pick up Outside. outsiders. Outside. That's why I want you to take the get, mask off so we can blend in. I can get us a cab. It'll be okay. I can get us a cab, too, if we blend in. I'm just saying I don't think we should be noted as outsiders. Darling, I'm as blended in as I get. I'm not. This is as good as it gets. I'm not wearing a mask, but still. What would you like me to do? I can put some blood on my eyeballs. No, just now you do. You do know that people from Oracle tend to have a certain look. Um, yeah, they've they've got sort of their, their ethnic markers, just like any any place. And uh, Oracle's sort of isolated. There's some mountains that block it from the rest of the land. So, so it's a small town where they don't know each it's, other. It's, it is a big city. Okay, but it's like an Asian city, and but we're people, not Asian. Yeah, people <laughs> would people would be able to tell generally. Um, I think Thomas might be able to pass for being from Oracle. Um, but uh, <laughs> but the rest of you don't Just really. I'm dreaming. I don't think we can pass. I'll get us a cab. I might need to pass pass your hat around and get some pocket change for the rest of you. But oh, we're not passing my hat around. I think we can. Uh, I think I can help us get one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so our priority is getting to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Let's that make it happen. I will try to wait. Try my best to blend in so I can. Held down a cab. Okay. And I'm also going to try to hold down a cab. <laughs> All right. I'll, see I'll go from the other side of the street from her. <laughs> okay, so huh? you you kind of move through these docks in between a bunch of warehouses to get to the street. And when you emerge from the dock buildings, you can see the whole city in front of you. And it looks, it's laid out in a set of concentric rings. Uh, so you can see very low-lying buildings that are kind of, that are all different levels and looking pretty ramshackle on the outside of it, closest to the docks. Uh, and then there's a clear division between that and a wealthier-looking place with very clearly more systematically designed buildings that tend to look similar to each other, looking like there's a little bit of money. And then past that, deeper into the city, you can see fancy buildings 
gleaming windows. Uh, in the in the first area, a lot of them don't have glass windows at all. In the in the third section, you can see what look like big mansions, maybe administrative buildings, stuff like that. Uh, and then past that, you can see some trees. It's like there's a park in the middle of the city. Um, Actually, I'll let him try first. There's no need in getting two cabs. Okay. So every cab in the city. <laughs> since we are entering this area, let's start a conflict scene. And this conflict scene, we're going to pr- pr- proceed in a certain order. But first, you all are going to pick a goal, and you're going to pick what goal you want to accomplish. And so, if you if you manage to take care of all the challenges along the way, you're going to get this goal. Uh, there's also going to be a consequence where if you don't achieve the goal, if you're incapacitated by the stress you take, then that consequence will will occur. So what goal are you all looking for? We gotta get this one. Um, I mean, it can be a complicated one. What's your short-term goal right now? Short-term is to get that. No, uh, my short-term goal is to find a open candy store. Um, And... My secondary short-term one is to try to find somebody who, in any town, there's a chronicle of something. Somebody is finding out what exactly happened, like, in a historical way. Whether it's a professor or a journalist or a book writer or just the town gossip. And I'm looking for that person so I can get, like, an inside historical firsthand. Well, what the fuck happened here? When did it first start? When did it first blah, blah, blah? And anything that that person might be able So, candy store... First, the cigarettes. Okay. So, as a, as a general group, it sounds like we've sort of got an information focus and then a get to the hospital focus. Yeah. Where more information well, will the, be. The, yeah. The, the, yeah the, 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 the great, the object of getting to the hospital is hopefully they're going to have some kind of a, of a medical journal library or something, That's or, or something on the plague. And to read up on that and to kind of get caught up about what the hell this thing is so that I can That's start. That's going to be egghead stuff. Yeah, of course That's it's not my guy. Stuff. I'm not egghead guy. And they're going to talk about, you know, genomes and, you know, transmission <laughs> rates and shit. I want to know what happened, not. And I'm trying to get the records. chromosome they took over. Records are trying to get into. First, the medical records to see who else been there, the backgrounds. My ultimate goal is to find out what happened to my baby and to see if I have any leads on that. But my short-term goal is to get to the hospital, get to the records, try to find any hidden things. Okay, so we're, it sounds like at least three of you are looking for some sort of records yeah. and uh, getting either either kind of informal person who knows stuff records or getting hospital records. So I think that that getting to a place where you can find information seems like a good... My will be going to the hospital to get records, but not so much to share as it is to <laughs> cover it up. Alright, so once you get to the hospital, you can decide what you do then. <laughs> yeah. But let do we want to set this to, to get to uh, a get place the hospital, where they're... But I also want to go to a candy store. We, we can... There may be a candy store along the way. I'm also There's looking for a candies, bar. The little gift I'm also shop looking for a bar that has to candy. be close to the hospital. Well, I want a good one. <laughs> Not hospital. In case I have to get somebody drunk while I'm talking to them. All right. So what's... I what's might a, be able to help you out with that. Really good. What's a consequence? You're, you're, you're a good soldier. Of course you know a good place to drink. Yep. So what's a, what's a consequence that, that might happen before you... That if you don't make it through this this uh, 
this I mean you've got a decent distance to go you don't know the city very well most of you and we uh, lost we are outsiders in this city we got a plague zone we're gonna get stoned yes we get lost stoned by rocks yeah or just totally alienated so getting lost we will get stoned off this hard candy (laughs) god no we're gonna meet yeah we're really good thanks we're getting a horrible traffic accident. I'm coming to take it along with it. Oh, that's true. We can get infected. <laughs> Let's but, hold off on the infected. Well, that, is, that, <laughs> is, that is a very bad thing that could happen. I, think I like the, the getting lost. Yeah. The good, yeah. getting lost, yeah. Okay, so you, you are trying to get to the the place where, where folks know stuff, both the hospital and it's likely that, that sort of in that... In the hospital, I probably in want that, to talk to in the that area, there are old people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like so you're that. trying to get to the place where people know things before, without getting lost right. in this <laughs> rough area. All right. So, so this is our advantage order. The way this advantage works is it's kind of like the initiative in combat, but Matthews has the highest advantage here. We're going to start from the top and we're going to go down. Um, and the order in, in this is Mary, Luke, the mysterious environment, Thomas, Mark, and Matthews. Oh, and John is not in this game. So if you're... We're going to start from the top and go down. Um, if you're lower than the point that we've reached in the advantage order, you can choose to interrupt an action. So I'm going to ask people to say what they're doing, and then if you're lower, you can, you can say, oh, hold on, I'm going to do something before they do that. And then you'll move into place about them. So, a rules question. Having yeah. read, um, can't we modify where we are before the round starts with, like... If you've got, yeah, if you've got traits that affect advantage, uh, I don't remember if you I do. Actually, okay. If it um, needs to be something specific, then yeah. And if, and in some cases, if you've, if you've got the drop on someone or something like that, you can start with higher advantage than, mm-hmm. than normal. But otherwise, it's random. Anyone have any advantage stuff? No. All right, so, Mary, what do you want to do? I'm going to go and try to get a taxi. Okay. Are you... Is there just, like, a lot of taxis at the dock? Um... No, you don't. You do not see any taxis. What approach are you going to take to do this? I don't see any taxis. What What do I see? So, right in front of you is this is this slum area, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty rough-looking, bunch of, of poor folks around. You're seeing a lot of crowds bustling. They tend to be, you're seeing some dock workers, you're seeing some folks that you're guessing are probably folks that don't really have a legitimate job and maybe make their living off of crime. You're seeing the decent number of folks that you expect to see around docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies that seem to be trying to, to and, and gentlemen that are trying to get some sort of sex work from the, from the docks, dock workers. Um, you're seeing, uh, and they they seem to be pretty well tolerated here. Like it, they're not they're not being at all hidden. So mm-hmm. maybe they're maybe it's there's not too many laws against it here. And there's a certain number of people who are just trying to get by. So some I'll, street people. I'll so. ask a dock worker. Um, just I understood that there's cars for hire. Uh, can you direct me to one? Okay, give me a charm roll. This is going. This is a challenge. This is going to be an attack, and they're going to be. Um, attacking the nerve of the okay. these crowds. 
Okay, and I also have a skill of small talk and persuasion. Sure, sounds good. Okay. Thirteen. All right. You talked to them for a while, and they said, uh, man, the cars aren't running for, for folks from out of town. You, we, don't, we don't know what's, what's going on. We don't trust folks that aren't from Okay, but, from around you know, here. I also have a plus two to challenge and involve and blend it into social situations and benefits from someone assuming that you belong. So can I retest and try to... If one of your quirk supplies, you can retest. That could have given you a bonus here, but it wouldn't have been enough of a bonus okay. for you to hit the... Um, okay, so I will go over to the underprivilege okay. at this point. Well, well, so, I already took so my action. Act, so, so, yeah, so we'll, so we'll get mind. back to you. Luke? Um, have I been shown, like, it's that way? Has someone done that? No, not really. Towards the hospital? And any, anyone, any one of you who haven't acted yet, who are below, can choose to interrupt any of these if you want to jump in. Is there a map of the city? Like, and you are here? I don't know. Okay, so you start to see him looking around, and... So we're still at the dock. Yeah. Um, dock worker. Yeah. Where's the hospital? Where's the taxi? Now. Boom! All right. Uh, give me a charm attack. All right. <laughs> Sounds pretty intimidating if you've got anything that'll help with that. Uh, the fact that I'm in the fleet help? Sure. Okay, thought so. Uh, nice. 17. All right. He blanches a little bit. He looks at your uniform and he says, uh, well, the, the, the hospital's in the in low glass. Uh, it's, it's all the way, uh, the, the big fancy buildings near the park. But uh, cars, I don't, I don't know. You, you're going to have to, they're, they're not out running. I mean, if you can't hail one, I'm not sure what you're going to do. So you've dealt a point of stress to the environment. Excellent. Um, I want to start making a deal uh, on that. Well, we're going to go back to Luke. Back to Luke. Yep. Um, now that I know, I will, um, <laughs> I will load up a syringe with a safe dose of sedative and begin walking in that direction. Okay. Um, See, someone jumps me. <laughs> so you're, are you, you're splitting off from the group going ahead? Um, hmm. It's, hmm, it's more like I'm walking down, I'm not, I'm not trying to go far. Walking down, attempting to hail a cab. Okay. He's kind of. Looking around, getting more Okay, so you're you're, you're looking around for for some car that's going to be able to take you. Mm-hmm. All right, give me a uh, a mind attack for trying to trying to spot a cab, um, trying to find one that a car that you think would be useful. And I do have the investigation skill. Okay. Eight and five is okay. I'm thinking that these defense numbers are too high. No, they're not. <laughs> well. They're not too high when they're on our sheets. How about that? All right. <laughs> They've got good rules. So you're you're looking around. You're seeing different different cars and stuff, but nothing that that looks like it's for hire to you. Oh, I didn't have my glasses on. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so make, sure to, make sure to mark that twerk off. Okay. While, while, while he's doing that. Mm-hmm. It's not better. Okay. I'm going to uh, use my subfusion of personation and city of Oracle to try to blend in. So, uh, Jason just moved his card up to interrupt Luke's circumstance. Oh. Well, you're putting your glasses on, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this would be my, I mean, uh, charm or Sorry, my... what are you doing again? Try to blend in the look like I belong here. Give me a charm. 17. Okay. 
Um, so you uh, rock your stuff right. You move to blend in, and uh, you successfully hit the the wits of the crowds, and um, you're blending in just fine. You all can still see him, but it's it's actually a little hard for you to to tell. Like you you can lose track of him, and you have to look in order to, to find him again. I'll just raise my hand and hail a cab. Okay, uh, we will let you pursue a car in a sec. But now that you have your spectacles on. <laughs> And yeah, you, you even with your, your glasses, you weren't able to, to, to find a, a car that, that would be suitable. So now you're doing the uh, now I'm doing the environment. Environment, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I have to I have to uh, I have to come up with what's going on. <laughs> you come out. You can still jump ahead. I will interrupt the the environment. We do find a cab. And I kind of snicker and like I look at these gentlemen and say, "You old ladies," and I go to a car and I'm just gonna. Quickly open the door of this car that I don't own. Wow! Okay. <laughs> Get in the car and start driving away with it. Okay. Um, are There's you... a play going on here, people. What are we all following the rules for? <laughs> I do have lockpicks, so I'm going to use it. I'm not going to throw a brick in it. So hopefully, if somebody doesn't look at me, though, I'll just be like sticking Jimmy in it. <laughs> door opened up. Okay. <laughs> Give me your body-based attack. That's not useful at all. <laughs> Alright, so this is plus six. And you're you're seeing that a lot of these cars are the sort of cars that they have the sort of defenses that you tend to see in in rough areas. So, you know, in rich areas they might have nice locks. Here they've got like bars on their bars on their on their <laughs> steering wheels and stuff like that. So this is gonna be a little tricky. Alright, well I'm just take one of the cars inside the house with them. <laughs> Uh, so that would be 13. I think these defenses are a little too high. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that the skills and the pluses aren't. Yeah. I think I'm going to need to adjust defenses downward. We'll see. We'll see by the end of this. Well, it's nothing like failing. So you're, you're jimmying at the lock, and you get the door open, you pull it open, and uh, there's no ignition in the car. Like there's no, there's no way to turn the car on. They've taken out that part. In space. I will. Um, I, I mean, there must be wires in there. Okay, you fiddle with it, and you're not able to to, to get it. Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, I look around. Does anybody? I think anybody's seen me. Actually, three uh, three heavy set dudes walk up behind you and say. Uh, you don't look like you're from around this these parts. I'm not, clearly. Could you take me to the hospital, young man? Uh, one I've of got them, to go. I'm a very important man. One of them you need to go knuckles. It looks like they're just trying to scare you off. I'm really scared. That's a 13 versus your nerve. My nerve is a 14. Okay. So, uh, so you... When, when you don't seem to be intimidated, they they sort of look a little confused. Cause mm-hmm. was... I take out a candy, pop it in my mouth. <laughs> all right, we can sit here all day, or you can take me to the hospital. They're like, apparently somebody's missing there. Do we look like we have a car, old man? Move along. And one of them gets in the car and starts messing with the wires. He's going to try to turn it off. It seems like he's going to try and steal it. But they're they're clearly not going to let you hang around too much longer. 
Alright, well, I get out of the car and now I'm looking for another one that I think I might be able to. Okay. See, I don't know. I don't think they're too high because that was a, just flat average. That wasn't like, that was, I didn't roll anything high and I, I missed it, so I don't think that's too bad. Okay. Well, we'll see how this feels. Cause Seven is average. Um, so as you're. Oh, now. So what they did, and I failed, did that add a stress point to me or, or to the environment? Or no. So you you failed to attack the car. Right. Um, so you didn't deal stress to the environment. Okay. Uh, they didn't succeed in okay. hitting you, so you didn't okay. take All stress. Right. As you're as Mary is trying to hail that cab, there's a, a woman walking up to her who has bled from the eyes for quite some time, and you can see dried blood on her face and her cheeks are sagging it looks like her her skin is drooping heavily from her eyes down from her cheekbones so that she's just got these big folds of flesh on each cheek that are they're falling down like like her entire it skin is getting like too loose what, under it or do, is it like their skin is just kind of falling off their face it's like it's like her skin is getting loose and the blood is still coming from her eyes mm-hmm. But it's just like... So it's not pulling up like bags. It's just like the skin is coming off. Right. It's like she's suddenly getting old, very old and just her skin is sagging. But is it like all her skin or is it just under her um, it's, it's... All of her skin is drooping. Um, in some places it's drooping more than others. And it's, it's, it's kind of on her cheeks in this case. Um, and she's heading for, for Mary. Get her, Mary. Hello. <laughs> old Mary, she ain't buddy. She ain't buddy. She uh, walks up to you and she says, Mary slept through the truth. That's a 14 versus your nerve. My nerve is 14. Okay, so she succeeded. This inflicts inflicts a point of stress on you. Yes. What does that mean? Um, Well, first, let me say, you can avoid a point of stress if you want to by taking an affliction. No, so. she's stressed. Okay. <laughs> that sounds worse. She is stressed. She's gonna try to keep a straight face, like it's not bothering her. But it really did hit a nerve to the point where Mary's just like, I can't even do anything. I'm just such in a state of oh my god, shock. Okay, and so mark off your your one of your stress points. Is that the from health? top down? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, looks like that's specific. It shouldn't be health. It should be condition because that represents more than just your health. Okay. That's from an old version. Okay. All right, and you are out there. Uh, how, how did you know? She says, what? What you just said. How, how, how would you know? I would like to. Uh, so there, I want to interrupt. Cut. No, I want to <laughs> So you're interrupting? I've uh, got to well, get to the Luke, thank you. So Luke jumps in as you're, as you're trying to talk uh, to this woman. Uh, uh, Madam, do you know where you are currently? And I'm actually, um, I have, I'm as I'm walking up to her, I'm like putting on gloves and kind of taking her arms and feeling for her vitals because apparently she doesn't know Sharon. Where are you right now? Are you particularly? Are you trying to convince her to participate, or are you just kind of rolling over her with your with your medical? Give me so you're you're kind of just trying to get as much information from her as you can before she leaves. Because because something interesting just happened that actually triggered a quirk. <laughs> so I'm like, um, give me a mind attack. Hypothetically, I'm good at this. 
9 and 5 is 14. I also have, um, I don't know if you want investigation or medicine pathology, because sure. that's really what I'm looking for. Those all sound good. Alright, it's 14, 15, 16, 17. Awesome. <laughs> um, so you kind of swoop in, you start gathering, start asking her questions. She kind of stammers and, and uh, she says, I'm, what, I'm, I'm in, I'm in Dogtown, I'm, I'm, I'm by the docks. What? What are you? What, why are you, you know asking you me all these said, Do you know questions? what you just said? Fifteen seconds ago. As I'm checking her. They don't, Fifteen. I don't know. Something like high. I, high. Oh, great. Most interesting. Fascinating, man. You may go on your way. Wait, she, wait, wait, wait. You got to get us to the hospital. She's. She says. Well, I don't. I don't know who you people are. I'm. I'm just. <laughs> well, I want to try to convince her to um, take us to the hospital. You actually hit two ports there. Okay. So, so, so. Well, once you use the court, you got to mark them all. Um, yeah. You can't only use them once. Correct. Yeah, but they, you only use them if you re- need to re-roll with them. Okay. So I want to try to convince her to all right. help us to get to the hospital. So what do I roll? Um, so you're trying to get her to help. So that would be charm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a charm attack. Um, small talk, persuasion. Those both sense it? Nine. Okay. You're you're pleading with her and she's she's frazzled and she's is unsettled by having someone ask her about something she said that she doesn't seem to remember and uh-huh. then start like touching her and asking her invasive questions. Okay. Um, and so she's yeah, she's yeah. quick bustling away. So So you your your attack did not succeed in hitting in that case you were actually targeting the environment. Uh, okay. Did I end up targeting the environment? No, you were. You took so she she was only had one condition level. Um, you scared her off and Oops. got information out of her. Awesome. Um, <laughs> what you can tell, what what the doctor can tell briefly is. Um, I'm marking all this down in my notebook. Okay. Her skin actually does seem to be drooping. Uh, seems to be stretching. She seems to be completely not knowing what's going on. But she didn't seem bothered by it. Like she was unsettled by you touching her, but you were asking about what she said, and that was just like, no, I didn't, I didn't say anything. Which we know she did. She yeah, she she just kind of said it pleasantly. It didn't seem to bother her that you were like you said something and she didn't remember it. Um, mm, what kind of amnesia and aging? Google give a deductive mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't have cars. We don't have Google. So you'll need to you'll need to use your action for that. Oh, then, um, I, then I've already gone, so I gotta wait. Yes, yeah, so you'll okay. you'll use it next turn. I'll wait. So you can you can think uh, a bit. Matthews, shoot everyone dead <laughs> in the face. I will call over to the lieutenant. We still need a car. Yes, lieutenant. I will. What vehicles? Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, should I declare before he interrupts, or should um, I? Because I know that. So he, just... he can he can jump in if you declare before he interrupts. You don't get to change your mind. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I knew I wasn't supposed to be able to change my mind, so I wasn't sure if I had to declare. Okay. I will. Just hail down a cab or okay. a car at this point. <laughs> now that I look like I belong. All right. So adding. So this is a charm. Yeah. And you're going to add in any skills that you think City of Oracle. Sure. And uh, secret communication. Sure. 
Okay. <laughs> We're gonna get the wrong type of cat. Thirteen. Okay. And we'll add in a plus two for that one trait you have. Alright. And destroy the environment. Are you happy? He kinda he kinda he holds his he holds his hand up and the rest of you give me some sort of perception or empathy or something like that. This is a mind based. What if you don't have perception? Um, that so, would be under skills, right? Yes, yeah, so you add okay. in mine and any skills that you think are relevant. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Um, so the doc and the lieutenant notice that as he's holding up his hand, he's holding his other hand in a weird shape near his chest. Um, You're getting signs. And a, uh, and a uh, over the glass. A dark, a dark car <laughs> slows down, and a, and a guy leans his leans his his head out, and he says, uh, "Y'all folks look lost. You need you need a, a ride somewhere." Yeah, yeah. I saw a few new faces that were wanting to make it to the hospital. It's the quickest way to get them on out of here. I figured I'd ride over there with them so we can do a little bit of work. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not exactly the fanciest throne, but uh, if y'all want to sit down, uh, squeeze in back, uh, I can, I can take you where you're needing to go. Much obliged, sir. Thank you. I'll yeah. go ahead and put some on my chains. Everybody in the car. <laughs> says, oh, you don't have to worry about that. You know, all men are brothers. I know we are, but still. Some women are too. There's a musical about it. <laughs> oh, one thing I should mention that I did not is that I'm wearing a sword. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sword. Um, yeah. Is there enough room for all of us, or do we have to? Uh, there's not well? much room. No, you're kind of you're there's there's room for probably one person up back, up up front, and then okay. One of you all squeeze in. I'm going to sit in your lap. I'm glad to sit up front. Mary is the kind of person you pay attention to. Mary's got a very engaging presence. Um, so having her in your lap might be a little distracting, uh, depending on your personality. A little distracting. Then I'm going to whisper. I am, ex- I am accepting of thank you. That lady knew about me. I heard her. And she didn't remember saying it. Exactly. What um, Was what she was saying true? Was she or something? Yeah, oh, so it was a it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Are you telling me you slept through this? It was a riddle, wasn't it? Problem. But the thing is, is she knew me. Girl, that's not a riddle. That's not a riddle. That was some freaky bullshit that she just That was a woman that was just off her board. Well, there may be like a two-week period that I don't remember. Did you sleep the whole time? I don't know. I don't remember it. But that does not mean that a woman is skin. Yeah, I'm attempting to piece together clues. That does not mean you're drinking. (laughs) That is off her face. Know something about you. She knew my name. Matthews. It's your turn. How many how many Marys are there? So you've gotten so you've gotten into the car and you're starting to drive and you're driving through and out of this this slum area and into a a more commercial area. And you're seeing I bet there's a candy place here. You're seeing a bunch of a bunch of stores and people that are bustling around look more 
middle class and if you, even some upper class stuff. It seems like there are a lot of stores here that are probably run from people who aren't run by people who aren't well off, but the well off people come here to buy stuff. Mm. And the traffic's heavy. You're you know you get you're sometimes getting stuck behind a buggy. Pedestrians, there's no like signal lights for pedestrians, so they'll just cross the street anywhere, and so the, the driver is having to pay close attention. It definitely seems like pedestrians really do have the right of way here, and jaywalking is not an offense. So, Matthews. Your sword is poking us, by the way. Yes. <laughs> who, is, who is up front? Okay. So, I'm Thomas, in, in Thomas the back, is up front. In, in, the, in the back, yeah. in deep thought, staring at a breast. Okay. <laughs> I don't even notice. <laughs> I'm thinking, I swear. <laughs> oh, just one of them. Mr. Local Driver. Yeah, call, call me Sal. Sal, nice to meet you. We've seen a couple of people that are clearly sick. What is the? Uh, can you just can you tell us what the progression is of this disease? Give me a charm attack. Lay it on double sixes. Five times. <laughs> you straight up hero clicks this thing That's around. right. Hero clicks it. When we were playing, um. Uh. Doubles. Yay. 21. Okay. Um. It seems like he's gonna tell you something else. For a bit. Like, it seems like he's gonna be like, I don't know, I don't know, I think. And he kind of looks around and he kind of looks at your uniform and he's like, Near as we can figure, the bleeding starts, and you've got about a week before you start talking. After you start talking, you got about a week, and then your skin starts drooping. Eventually, it's drooping all over, and you don't notice. Nobody notices. And then about a week after that, uh, you just stop eating. A bunch of folks up in the hospital that aren't eating anymore. Nears, nears. I, I mean, you can you can converse, but nears. I can tell someone's punishing us for something. Are they being like, fed intravenously now? Inter what? Are they on a food bag? Uh, I don't know. Must be. They they said they're forcing food in. Okay. But it's like there's something that we're supposed to do that we didn't. To be continued. That concludes the first episode of our first playtest of Rosette. This has been the example adventure from the core book. The adventure is entitled Oracle. Look for the continuation of this playtest on futureproofgames.com. Thank you for listening.